The Beaverdam Common Council last night approved a resolution that would assess township property owners on Madison Street for water and sewer if they choose to annex into city limits. The resolution allows the city to exercise special assessment powers should the property owners choose to annex. City Administrator Nathan Teal says if that happens, Madison Street property owners would be required to tap into city water and sewer and pay the related costs. The special assessment that is being established is what I would call a deferred special assessment or it's a special assessment that takes effect when somebody chooses or wants to connect. Director of Engineering Todd Jansen clarified yesterday that under state statute, an individual property owner could be forced to annex if the majority of neighboring property owners decide to annex, which is based on 51% of the proposed annex area. However, Jansen says in this circumstance, several township property owners have a touch point with the city. Now, clearly, it may not be their choice if the group of residents all decide that they want to annex and then they're lumped into the whole. But from what I understand, there's very few individuals on Madison Street that are, are just clamoring to become members of the community at this time. And so I think that that's a fear that's not necessary. Beaverdam entered into a developer's agreement with Quick Trip in 2019 to extend water and sewer mains along Madison Street to their new gas station at County Road G. Quick Trip took on 100% of the upfront costs with the understanding that the company would recoup 50% from township property owners when and if they annexed into the city. Dodge County has a new emergency management director. The county board last night approved the appointment of Joe Maher to the position. Maher had been director before. In 2014, he swapped titles with Amy Hasse, who took on the director role. She left in December to take the communications and emergency management director position with Fond du Lac County. Maher had served as interim director ever since Hasse left. His annual salary comes to $38.51 per hour. He will also receive fringe benefits and paid time off. Meanwhile, the board also approved an advisory resolution asking the state legislature to increase pay for assistant district attorneys. The resolution states the entry-level pay for assistant district attorneys has not kept pace with the rate of inflation and is well below the national average. It also notes that the compensation rate is below other public and private sector attorney positions in both Dodge County and around the state. The hourly pay for assistant DAs is roughly $27.24, which comes to about $56,000 annually. The Dodge County District Attorney's Office made statewide headlines when DA Kurt Klomberg resigned and said that current staffing challenges are a result of the state's failure to keep up with the appropriate compensation levels to attract new prosecution talent. Governor Tony Evers wants to spend some of the state's budget surplus shoring up pay for prosecutors and public defenders. The Wisconsin State Bar is hopeful that a proposed increase in funding for prosecutors and public defenders will survive the budget process. Governor Tony Evers wants to raise the base pay for both, and State Bar President Margaret Hickey says Wisconsin desperately needs a raise for the pay for public defenders. It's just as stressful, uh, and the pay is not good. So, you know, for lawyers, the choice might be, well, why do I want to do this job that A, is very stressful, and B, might actually be dangerous. Evers is hoping to send $36 million on that increase, which would move base pay for starting prosecutors and defenders to $35 an hour. He's also hoping to hire 50 more prosecutors and public defenders statewide. 
State transportation officials are notifying motorists of a closed interstate ramp in Columbia County. They say the Interstate 39-90-94 on-ramp from Highway 60 is now closed through May 25th. Crews will be conducting ramp work in the area. A person was killed after being struck by a train in Watertown. Police are investigating the death of an adult male pedestrian that died following a train accident that occurred on Friday night. Authorities say the incident happened around 6.35 p.m. in the area of West Main Street and Hiawatha Street. The investigation is still ongoing, but law enforcement notes that there is no indication of criminal activity. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Watertown Police Department. The Notch County Sheriff's Office is asking the public's help in locating a Huber walkaway. Authorities say Andrew Zerbel failed to return from a medical evaluation and now has an active arrest warrant. His last known residence is in the city of Beaverdam on West Burnett Street, but initial investigation information revealed he may be at a property in the city of Wapan. Anyone with information is asked to contact law enforcement. Photos of Zerbel are available at DailyDodge.com. Authorities have identified the Appleton woman killed in a two-vehicle crash in the township of Wapan Saturday. Fond du Lac County Sheriff's officials say Brianna Thompson was heading northbound on Highway 26 around 5.45 p.m. when she crossed over the center of the road, entered the southbound lane, and was struck by an SUV. The 22-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene. The driver of the SUV, a 60-year-old woman from Wapan, was treated for minor injuries. Speed and inattentive driving are considered factors in the crash. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources says 26 sturgeon were harvested on Lake Winnebago yesterday. Three were juvenile females, 13 were adult females, and 10 males. There was one 100-pound-plus fish harvested, weighing 130.8 pounds and measuring 79.5 inches long. It was speared by Kenneth Rock and was registered at the Stockbridge Shack. DNR officials say moving forward, the Nina registration will remain closed for the rest of the season. The season on the upriver lakes closed over the weekend. With much of the state in the path of a developing winter storm, Marathon County Communications and Engagement Strategist Sarah Severson advises staying indoors. She says if you must travel, be ready. We recommend that you have a full tank of gas in your vehicle, that you have an emergency kit in your vehicle that may consist of water, some granola bars, extra blankets, jumper cables, a shovel. Severson says make sure to have a flashlight, battery-powered radio, and fully charged mobile devices at home. Former Wisconsin Governor Tony Earle is seriously ill, according to the governor. We're praying for him. He's an extraordinary human being and a great, uh, did a great job as governor and a good leader across the state of Wisconsin. I know he's seriously ill. Tony Evers provided the update on the 86-year-old Earle during a stop in Eau Claire yesterday. Earle, a Democrat, was governor from 1983 to 1987. He was also secretary of the Department of Natural Resources and served in the state assembly. Today is primary election day in Wisconsin. Bob Haig has more. There's a lot on local ballots, including challenges to incumbent mayors in Madison, Green Bay, and Racine. At the top of the ballot, the only statewide race will narrow the field for a seat on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Conservative candidates are Waukesha County Judge Jennifer Doro and former Justice Dan Kelly. Liberals are Dane County Judge Everett Mitchell and Milwaukee County Judge Janet Protasewicz. The top two vote-getters advance to the April general election. Bob Haig, Wisconsin Radio Network. There is also a race for judge in the Beaverdam Joint Municipal Court, which includes the cities of Beaverdam, Mayville, and Wapan, along with the towns of Ashapin, Beaverdam, Rubicon, and the village of Neosho. 
I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com.